This is Sarah Lemon, author of the Whole Dish blog and food writer for the Mail Tribune newspaper in Southern Oregon. This podcast is produced for the Mail Tribune and Rosebud Media. You can find it online at www.mailtribune.com forward slash podcasts and on my blog www.mailtribune.com forward slash lifestyle forward slash the hyphen whole hyphen dish. It's also available at blogs.esouthernoregon.com forward slash rogue hyphen valley hyphen food, which is the mobile version. The whole dish, my blog, began about a dozen years ago as a companion piece to stories I wrote almost every single week in the Mail Tribune food section for about eight years that I served as the section editor. The podcasts called The Whole Dish are a much more recent addition within the past couple of years to complement the blog. And the concept, of course, from the beginning was to give readers a little bit more of the story behind the story that they saw in each week's food section, which could have been about any number of things from local food-related business, um, fresh seasonal produce available at the growers markets and farm stands locally, wine and food pairing dinners, special events, any number of things that we tackled, including sort of local takes on nationwide trends in food. The biggest, of course, being the Eat Local movement, which made having a local story in the food section of a local paper very well received for a period of of about a decade. The Eat Local movement isn't quite such a fresh and unfamiliar concept as it was about 15 years ago when we were really trying to educate people, give them a taste of their local food scene. And as those stories went by the wayside, as my position at the Mail Tribune did when I left after I had kids and I became freelance writer and blogger, the blog itself, the whole dish, continued, but it became more of a chronicle of the way I cook and eat, more from my home on a daily basis and with the seasons influenced by our garden at our home and just other things that are fresh and delicious at any given given month of the year. And I thought about all these things as I was actually pitching a new series to the Mail Tribune that begins this week. It's couldn't quite decide if it was going to be stories, if it was going to be a column, what exactly it was going to be. But when I thought about the concept of the whole dish, I, I thought about that from sort of a more holistic perspective, trendy as that word is. It's always been about whole foods, meaning cooking primarily from scratch with minimally processed foods as ingredients, but fresh fruits and vegetables, whole grains, meats, dairy products, those sorts of things. And there will certainly be a lot more information in the coming weeks about what are whole foods exactly um, to build on that conversation as it's taken place in my blog over the past, again, dozen years. It's also about using the whole food, meaning in its entirety, not wasting anything. And I have 
the luxury, if you could call it that, of having backyard chickens, which will very quickly dispose of pretty much all of our food scrap. But beyond that, I'm talking about kitchen economy. And that certainly is as old as people have tried to make ends meet, stretch a pot of soup, um, you know, a single chicken over a large family of people. And I take a lot of pride these days in really repurposing not just parts of a food that might go to waste like bones that I simmer for stock and vegetable trimmings, but anything that's left over from our meals that I can actually repurpose into something else. I don't particularly like eating the same meal for several days in a row in the exact same way. So I like to repurpose aspects of it. And I'll get to more of that here in a minute as I wrap up the final concept of the whole dish. And that's feeding the whole family. I have, as I mentioned, and listeners have heard me talk about this, two small children, three and five-year-old sons. I am always willing and able to accommodate special diets, food sensitivities, or allergies. And so I'm a big believer in everyone should have what they need to make them healthy. And everyone's diet is just a little bit different. So cooking for everyone, really bringing everyone to the table, the whole family and extended family is is really what the whole dish is about as well. Those three things, whole foods, using the whole food, and feeding the whole family. And one of the things that I did to feed my family within the past week or so, and I wrote about this in my column, the whole dish that is coming out in the Mail Tribune's food section this week, a la carte, is I repurposed some leftovers from a meal. The basis for it was a good slab of cornbread, freshly baked cornbread, when it went into the freezer because I always make a full batch of Betty Crocker's Big Red Book Buttermilk Southern Style Cornbread. And I love cornbread. I've, I've also done podcasts on this topic before, slathered with melted butter, dripping with honey. And it's just a very, very obvious accompaniment for me to certain dishes that I make, among them a ham and bean or ham hock and bean soup. My family's not quite as fond of cornbread as I am, so there's always some leftovers. And it's just never as good a a couple days later, even reheated as it is hot out of the oven. And rather than just let it sit on the counter for a couple of days after our initial meal, pop the whole thing in the freezer that I would figure out something to do with it. Most likely it would be croutons. I'd been wanting to make cornbread croutons anyway, since I posted a recipe, recipe to my blog back in the summer featuring cornbread croutons, a cilantro ranch dressing, and heirloom tomatoes. For my cornbread croutons, I devised an entirely new dish, something I had never made before, something I'd never seen before, something that I almost consider a fusion of a couple different types of cuisines. And this is the sort of thing I get really excited about in the kitchen, and I really love to share because I love the process of creating. And as I talk about in my column this week as well, what I'm 
hope that readers will get out of the whole dish as a column is to shed their reliance on recipes, to realize that you don't have to have a recipe to be a cook. And once you reduce your reliance on them, that's when you really start to improvise and that's when you really start to enjoy the process, like I do. And so I completely improvised a salad that I call it a Southern Italian fusion because it takes these cornbread croutons. It it sort of plays off of serving Southern food with a side of greens since we were having fried chicken and, you know, cornbread would be a natural, greens would be a natural, but instead of braising those greens as they would traditionally be done or even sauteing them as I often do just for time's sake, I decided to use the massaged kale salad technique that I have blogged about before. And essentially, it's just cutting kale or other field greens, winter greens, into chiffonade ribbons and sprinkling them with salt, usually lemon juice or another kind of acid works fine as well. And then actually like crushing them up between your fingertips, massaging them. And that breaks down those really coarse leaves to a texture that's a little bit more palatable for most people to eat raw. And that was my concept behind this. Combine that with cornbread croutons as well as these tiny mozzarella balls, um, the, the cherry mozzarella as they're called in Italian and they go so well cherry tomatoes in the summer but I happened to see a really great sale on them at one of the locally owned grocery stores I grabbed a couple containers of these small mozzarella balls or um smaller than a a golf ball they're about the size of big marble um packed in oil those were the main ingredients. I felt like it needed a little bit more heft, so I thought of adding some white cannellini beans. It's common in Italian cuisine, Tuscan food. I would have used canned. I didn't happen to have any of those beans on hand canned, so I actually soaked some beans the night before I was going to make the salad and put them in the slow cooker and cooked them all day. To do the croutons, I preheated the oven to 350 degrees and melted a good tablespoon of bacon fat in the oven while it was preheating on a rimmed baking sheet. Once that was melted, I added about a tablespoon of olive oil for just that different flavor. Bacon fat for flavor, the olive oil for its its own unique flavor. I had already thawed out my cornbread, and this was about two-thirds of a batch of cornbread. It pretty much rises to the top of a nine inch round cake pan to give you an idea of the quantity here. And I cut that lengthwise down the center and then diced it into about an inch cubes. Tossed that on the baking pan with the melted bacon fat and olive oil, seasoned it with some salt and pepper and let that toast in the 350 degree oven for about 20 minutes while I was getting everything else ready. The technique for this massaged kale salad is, again, very straightforward and simple. It started for me with lacinato kale leaves, also known as dinosaur kale or Tuscan kale. You can use another type of kale for this. You could even use collard greens. But this is the type of kale I I happen to have. It's important to cut out that really tough center rib and discard that. If you're super thrifty, like I am, you can save that in a freezer bag. If you're going to use it within the week and make a batch of stock, you can keep it in the fridge. Otherwise, you can freeze it with other vegetable trimmings until you're ready to make a batch of stock. It'll keep in the freezer for several months until that point. 
Once those ribs are, are taken out and removed, you can roll up those kale leaves into almost like a cigar shape and then cut them crosswise. This is often dictated as a technique for a chiffonade of basil. Cut them crosswise into nice ribbons and then I often cut them again the other direction just so they aren't too long. Of course, these leaves being much, much larger than basil. Put those in your salad bowl and sprinkle them with a good teaspoon of salt, maybe even more if you like salt. Peel, mash, and mince up a garlic clove. Add that to the bowl with the greens and the salt. And then squeeze on the juice of a lemon. Toss that. And, and once it's tossed mixed, then you start massaging these greens until they start to get visibly bruised and darken and their volume will reduce in the bowl. It takes a, a couple of minutes. It happens pretty quickly, though. And again, this is the key to breaking down those greens to a texture that a lot of people find pleasing in a salad. It's one of our favorite salads, and we eat it fairly often, I would say. Certainly when winter greens are at their best, better than maybe standard salad greens in grocery store leaf lettuce or romaine. I added the white beans to this bowl about a cup and a half and that was just kind of eyeballing based on quantity for four people. I added about a quarter cup of julienned sun-dried oil-packed tomatoes and because I had taken them straight from my fridge, the jar had already been opened, the oil had coagulated around the tomatoes. And so when I pulled out the quantity I wanted, a good amount of oil, probably a tablespoon was clinging to these tomatoes that will then um, turn to liquid again at room temperature. So I added those to the kale mixture. And then I added, um, well, I, I took about a half a cup of those mozzarella balls from the container and actually left them whole in this case. You can cut them in half depending on what you're wanting, but I wanted about the same size as the croutons and about an inch square crouton. These mozzarella balls are about the same size. So scooped out about a half a cup of those with as much of the oil from the container as I could. Again, to make the dressing with the lemon juice from massaging the greens and the oil from the tomatoes and then more from the cheese. These mozzarella balls also come in a container of water. They are packaged in water. So if you have those, you want to make sure those are drained really well, add them to the salad bowl and then add a tablespoon of oil. But in this case, I have plenty of oil from the container of cheese. The croutons were about done by this point. Again, took about 20 minutes in the oven. And just before serving, I tossed those with all the other ingredients. You can season this, of course, to your taste with black pepper. Red pepper flakes would be really, really delicious. I went very, very light on the spice um, to accommodate my three and five-year-old kids, although they don't mind a little spice. And if you feel like you need even more acid, you could add a little bit of vinegar, balsamic vinegar to this. When it Once it got to the table and we dished it up because the croutons are so crunchy and, and also kind of dense, 
we thought it maybe needed another little squeeze of lemon just on top once we dished it up at the table. And that is my Southern Italian fusion salad. You can read sort of the play-by-play of that in this week's food section a la carte with my new column, The Whole Dish. And you can cut that recipe out, find it online, refer to it as you are making it in your kitchen. Of course, it isn't presented as a typical recipe, and that's what readers will come to expect with this is it's more of a explanation and leaves the dish open for your interpretation. So I hope you'll do that. Take ideas from my calm, the whole dish, make them your own in your own kitchen. Thank you for listening to The Whole Dish.